podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. It's time to get your checking account to zero with free checking from PenFed. That's zero ATM fees, zero balance requirements, and zero time spent waiting for your paycheck to direct deposit because you can receive it up to two days early. Open your account with just $25 and see how big zero can be. Apply online today at penfed.org slash free checking. Early direct deposit eligibility may vary between pay periods and timing of payers' funding. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. Hello and welcome to the Five Year Plan Podcast. Hey. <laughs> it's Pod 404. Uh, I, I'm, I'm tempted to call this one Pod 404 Pod Not Found, which is a very niche, techie, <laughs> oh. nerdy joke. Um, nice. which I, I, might, I might confuse people in their, in their apps, but who knows, I might do it anyway. Um, I'm Kim Daly, obviously international break this weekend, uh, but we will be filling that gap with lots of questions uh, from our listeners uh, and a panel of Jack Pierce. Hello to you. Hello, JD. Yep, hello, thanks for having me on. What have you been doing with your non-Palace weekend? Uh, fairly boring, not, not uh, as, as tempting as uh, Port Vale versus Bradford was on Saturday afternoon. Um, I, I didn't manage to uh, sit through it and actually got through some uh, domestic chores, I think they're classified as. <laughs> that is the most boring answer anyone's ever said, but I did, I did ask you. Um, also here, Grace Matheson. Grace, how are you? Hi, JD, thank you for having me. Yes, good, thank you. Can you improve on Jack's boring weekend? It won't I be mean, hard. He, he set the bar <laughs> bar pretty high. Um, <laughs> uh, I went home. It was my mum's birthday, so we just celebrated that. It always falls on international weekend, um, which is quite inconvenient because it means I can't tie it in with Palace. But um, I, yeah, that was that was the highlight of my weekend. That is much better. That's much better indeed. <laughs> agreed. Um, agreed. And. Our final panellist, delighted to have him back on this season, one of our most requested panellists, uh, is oh, Troy wow. Townsend. Troy, how you Yay! doing? <laughs> um, I, I'm brilliant, you know. I'm, it's great to be back. Um, that's a nice um, intro. Um, I'm really pleased to be that. My affiliation remains, by the way, so I just want to let yes. everyone knows that, know that. Um, and the weekend, very similar to Grace, it's my, my son's birthday, my, another, my oldest son's birthday, so... We celebrated that family together, um, seeing a young man who came down from Liverpool this weekend as well. So yeah, it's been it's been really good. Speaking of the young man from Liverpool, uh, <laughs> I know at Palace uh, he was obviously a fan's favourite, and a lot of Palace fans like to keep tabs on players when they leave. Having a fantastic start to life at Everton. It's been it's been really good. You know, you often uh, as a parent, I would worry about what the transitions like, like I did when you know he came to Palace from Newcastle and just making sure that were hoping that everything would be okay and the transition would be fine and less said about his time under Alan Pardew, the better. Uh, I just thought I'd throw that one in. But yeah, um, you know, he's with a manager that obviously he was with at Newcastle and he's thoroughly, thoroughly enjoying it. The whole experience, the family are enjoying it. That's the most important thing, I'd say. Um, they've gone to an area that is very welcoming. Uh, two young kids who are loving it. Um, I didn't know there was a beach in Liverpool, but there is. Um, so they like going <laughs> down there? to the I beach. I didn't know that. 
I didn't know. Um, and considering my age, maybe you'd say I should know, but I didn't. Um, it's been brilliant watching the games, um, watching him perform. Obviously, results have been a little bit difficult of late with a number of injuries. But he, like, obviously there was this oh, free transfer Townsend kind of stuff. Do you know what I mean? But I think he's smashed all the doubters already. And as long may that continue, to be honest. All credit to Andros for his start this season, mate. Been oh, one of their you. best players. Um, I keep a close eye on Everton. My dad's an Evertonian, and oh, is um, he? yeah, just uh, he he had a stroke at the start of the year, my old man, and his, oh. his speech went. But yeah. there are moments like Andros's goal against Burnley where he can't help himself, and it all comes flooding oh, back. So amazing. yeah, great moment, and um, oh. yeah, fantastic goal, but a great moment for me personally as well. So cheers to oh, Andros. Cheers amazing. To I'll let him know that, yeah. Jack. I'll let him know that. Yeah. Amazing, amazing. Um, I, and think, also, um, I, I think it was come on, come on, my son. Uh, which, as his actual son, did kind of a bit, but... <laughs> oh, amazing. Oh, what a story that is. <laughs> did you look around and say, Dad? Yeah. Uh, any chance? Yeah. 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 Uh, I'm right here. So. <laughs> Apparently, working in local government doesn't do the same as bagging a 30-yarder in front of the Philip Carter. But OK, whatever. I've always said they were a similar chat, to be honest. I've always said they were. Absolutely. Absolutely. But I'm, he, he seems to be... Seems to be enjoying it, and um, it's a great club. And um, Thanks, as we Jack. know, he's he's yeah. going to work as hard as he will for anyone. So, um, all credit to him, and, and hopefully the rest of the season goes as well as it's gone so far for him. Apart from a few weeks' time, yeah. We'll see. <laughs> you know, it's uh, personally in my family, I, I always prefer that when that's a one-one draw. So, uh, you know, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I'll take a one-one. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, absolutely appreciate um, that. Let's kind of should we just not even play the game and just have a draw now? Yeah. Is that okay? We'll call it the pools. The pools call it one or draw, and we can all just <laughs> Jack can do more chores over the weekend, and, and it'll be thanks so much. I'd love to. I mean, there are, there are still some left on the list, unfortunately. So any time would be grateful, Palace. Jack, that list is never ending. That list that list never ends. Um, Troy, I want to talk to you as well about your Talksport um, series. It was all a dream uh, about cad- academies. I've I've listened yeah. to the first one and a half episodes. It's absolutely fantastic. Uh, you must be Thank very you. very proud. You must be very proud of it because it's a great uh, series. Some familiar faces and voices in there. Eberhache Eze is featured in there. But at times, it seemed like it was quite an emotional thing for you to record as well. Yeah. I think the episode that you're on, if you're one and a half in, which is called The Dark Side of the Game, um, is the one that really had me in bits, to be totally honest. Because remember, I'm hearing all the accounts and you're hearing almost the abbreviated version of those accounts as well. Um... Even, you know, let's keep this Palace related. Listening to Ebbs, we had a great time. I spoke to him. I said to him, we're only going to be on for about half an hour. I'll grab some. 75 minutes later, we're still <laughs> talking and laughing. And he's just got an unbelievable take on his journey. And his journey has seen rejection on a number of occasions. But the positivity from him um, in regards to every single time he was told, you're not good enough. One of them from his boyhood club, Arsenal. One of them from Millwall. Others as well. Talking about experience of his mum taking him around, you know, the country, etc. Well, more London, etc. Was just He's just an unbelievable person to speak to. And obviously, he believes in his faith. Um, and he kept saying it. And kept kind of highlighting the fact that it was God's plan. And, uh, you know... You know, we discussed the injury very minimally because the, the documentary is not about that. It's about the academy journey. But even there, I'm going, I can't believe you got injured and, you know, you're on the verge of England. And he's smiling and he's <laughs> yeah, saying, yeah. but this is all part of the process. And 
honestly is an amazing individual. Um, I spoke to so many great people who I wanted to give a balanced view of what the journey is like from the parent side of it, from the playing side of it, from people inside the game, from people outside the game. And hopefully we've created good content. I'm ple I'm very proud of it. I'm very pleased with it. Worked with a, a production company called Unedited who have been amazing. And, and yeah, I'm, I'm just really pleased that people are listening more to the point. Yeah, it is excellent. Um, and I believe you can catch up on the TalkSport app um, and TalkSport player online. I googled. Um, it was all a dream. TalkSport. And it, and it any, came podcast, up. any podcast uh, exactly, platform yeah. that's available. Yeah. No, I 100% Ooh. recommend it. Um, and Ebb's just everyone I've spoken to that's met him says he's such a positive guy. He talks so well. He's just got a real sort of just, just a really lovely aura about him. Uh, yeah, I, I wanted to go and see him. I wanted to, I said, when I originally said, I said, look, can I come down and see you? We'll do it filmed, although it's audio, because I, I wanted to keep the content. And I felt he was a little bit, oh, like, it's another one of those, is it? Do you know what I mean? And, and in the end, we just landed on a Zoom call. And like I said, the best part of 75 minutes, the producer's in the background, he's, when he's finished, he just said, I just loved all of that. And Amazing. I, we, I wish we could all be as positive as that young man. And I think if we spent some time with him, I think it would spread right across, you know, everything that we do. But yeah, he's, he's just unbelievable. And, and a credit to his family, himself, and obviously now the football club. Absolutely agree. Um, right. Shall we do a drum roll for a random patron, please? <laughs> Is that a drum? Some, some some rope, an underwater one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the first on the podcast. <laughs> I liked it, though. I liked it. We like to vary things up. That, you know, that, that's ideal. Um, anyway, the patron this week is John Freeman. Hello, John. Hello, John. Hello, John. Uh, thank you for joining our patron, and you can get all the rewards like John does, including post-match podcasts, patron-only merchandise, and access to the patron-only Discord club at patreon.com forward slash FYP podcast. Uh, patrons get 20% off all our merchandise immediately, and we've launched two lines of merchandise, the Hillsborough Heroes t-shirt, which Danny Butterfield wore on the live podcast last week, um, and new FYP football-style shirts that have got uh, well-played lads in the Fly Virgin style, sponsor on the front, typical Palace in the 1969 sort of golden font, and FYP badge and get name and number on the back as well. Uh, so do check all that out at podcastmerch.co.uk forward slash FYP hyphen podcast. And if you haven't listened to Danny Butterfield live episode yet, please do. He was an unbelievable guest we ended up to cut one story um, which definitely <laughs> definitely couldn't be put, put out there um well, apparently he's been told on other podcasts but anyway he asked us to cut that one but everything else is in there um and yeah he was just a brilliant brilliant so thank you to everyone great that evening. came great, yeah, evening. great thanks evening thanks to everyone that, that came thank you for danny for being brilliant and that live episode is now available right now it'll be the episode before this one in your podcast app uh right and of course we're delighted to be sponsored this week by eternity home finance they're a croydon based palace supporting family run mortgage and protection advisors to take advantage of record low interest rates before they go up email info at eternityhomefinance.com and quote the code fyp for a free consultation and we're delighted to have eternity home finance on board yet again for this week um right questions let's get into some questions for our listeners um mike clark hello mike um says hello mike how many questions does it take to become a question special? That is a, that is a little pointed bar, but the fact that I asked one question last week. So, Mike, it's me more than one question. I, but I can't actually promise how many. Um, now, here's one from Hadley Smith. Hello, Hello Hadley. Hadley. Hi, Hadley. 
Who is taking Maka's place? With the injury keeping him out till February, are we looking for a long-term replacement now? Uh, I thought this might happen, Grace. I thought someone might mention this. This is unconfirmed reports uh, that James MacArthur is injured until February with a hamstring injury. We'll find out more, obviously, on Friday when Patrick Vieira does his pre-match press conference. But if true, that's a blow, isn't it? Because he has been, I mean, arguably Palace's best player so far this season. Yeah, it'd be a massive loss for us. I mean, he's been an ever-present pretty much since we signed him. Um, and I mean, has I say, has long gone under the radar, but perhaps only for people outside Palace, because I know how many of us, Palace, really just love him and everything that he does. Um, so he's not the most fashionable, fancy player in the world, but he's fantastic at his job. Um, and yeah, he's going to be a huge loss. But I suppose if it is till February, a couple of months, it could have been worse if that if that is what it is. And um, I suppose in terms of replacements, we've got Schlappi on the bench, who we know is more than capable of coming in and doing a good job there. Um, and particularly this season, our bench has looked stronger than it has done in the last few seasons. So I'm not not as concerned as we might have been in previous times, especially with even Luca having been on the bench recently. So... Um, yeah, a huge loss, but hopefully we've built enough of a foundation that we can can crack on and then he can slot right back in when he's fit again. Yeah, Jack, we've talked about um, the squad depth and how it's needed to, to be obviously added to and it has done. So there will be options. I, th- I think as well with Mac, obviously he's 34. The older you get, obviously you do tend to pick up injuries a bit more and the nature of the way he plays as well is so sort of hustling and bustling around the pitch I guess that is going to happen at some point so it's disappointing but as Grace says there are options there who would be your preferred sort of replacement I guess for Maka? I think I think Schlappi is the, the natural answer but as, as Grace says we've got options um, and it may well um, provide Patrick Bira with a simple answer in terms of how do you get Eberich Eze back in the team um, and how do at least you blood, blood him back in, at least give him minutes. That that berth in the midfield is one that I think he could definitely do. Um, so it, it, it does give Vieira that option to see whether whether he works there. But I think initially, um, particularly in view of, of, of Ebs' you know, imminent return, but he will need time, um, I think Schlupp will be the, the answer and, and uh, I'd expect to see Schluppi in for, for Saturday against Burnley. Um, but again, as Grace said, Schlappi's proven time and time again what a reliable um, performer he is for Palace in, a, in an array of positions. But I actually really like him in that left-hand side of a, of a middle three. Um, he, he's happy to do the defensive work, but really provides a drive moving forward um, and is a goal threat. He's got a goal in him. Um, and I know we seem to have more goals than us as a team this season, um, but it's no bad thing to to have an, another player on the pitch who has a knack of turning up in the right place. So, yeah, Schlupp would be my answer. But also... Possible shout out to, to Will Hughes as well, who might get his Palace debut um, uh, in the coming weeks. I know he he's recently been um, not available due to injury, but again, this is the type of opportunity that that he's probably been looking for, um, and again, is an option that that Vieira might call upon. Um, so yeah, just really good to to have options because I think it's fair to say in previous seasons, you know, he might have had to look at the bench and think, I'm not quite sure how I'm going to fill this. Um, so yeah. It, it's very sad because he's been so good this season, but it's not perhaps as desperate a situation as we might have faced in, in previous Premier League seasons. I'm glad you mentioned Will Hughes because uh, Rob Poole, one of our listeners, hi Rob. Hello Rob. Um, has said, is Will Hughes the Palace Danny von van der Beek? Um, which I'd <laughs> same, same hair colour. <laughs> same hair colour. I, w- I, w- yeah. I wouldn't wish that on anybody to be totally honest. <laughs> no. So, yeah. <laughs> it's a bit harsh. It's a bit harsh. Uh, Can Troy, I just... 
Yeah, yeah, can I... Oh, sorry, you were going to actually ask me a I've just butted in. I'm so go sorry, Go for it, JD. go for it. No, no, go for it. I was just going to... Just just my undying love for James McCarthy, if you don't mind. <laughs> we um, love that. He, uh, he's a professional's professional, isn't he? He's one of those guys, you know, he walks on the field of play and you know exactly what you're going to get. I don't think his standards dip. Obviously, you know, watching some of the games this season, I know he's performing at a very, very high level. Um, we used to sit next to his family and, and uh, we didn't talk much. But, you know, when you always got that glance of when something has <laughs> gone good and your, your your sons are performing well, that was the kind of respect we had for each other. But I, I love him. I don't think he's showing his age at all. Um, the injury might be something to do with age, but uh, the way that he gets around the pitch and covers the, 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 the surface is, is amazing. And I think he's got a good few years left in him yet and, and they should be spent where his home is here. Um, and yeah, I just, I just love him as a character and as an individual and he quietly but effectively goes about his business. But I think it's been noticed more this season, maybe because of the way that the club is, is, is on the front foot now under, under Vieira. And I think it, it's great credit to him to adapt his, his role as well, you know, and perform to the level that he has been. So who would be your replacement for him in, in the next few months then? I agree. I agree with Grace and Jack. I think um, the only thing I would say about... Eberichi Eze is that injury. Um, if you remember uh, Ruben Loftus Cheek, of course, Palace will remember Ruben Loftus Cheek um, and Callum Hudson Odoi. They had similar injuries as well, and they were being criticised on their return quite a lot. You know, not the same players, not not effective enough. They're gone, and and it's taken a little while for both of them to really get back to where they were. So all I would do is ask Palace fans to be patient. You know, if Ebbs has not come back and is not looking like he was before, then just be patient with him because it will take time to not only get up to speed, but realise the enormity of the injury whilst playing in the Premier League as well. Um, but fingers crossed he doesn't have to do that. But I'd definitely go for Sloppy. Um, I've just, have I just taken that on, Sloppy? Um, <laughs> I think he's... Uh, I think he's a really good replacement. Um, someone who may think, well, actually, I should be starting anyway. So yeah. that would be really, really interesting. And and I am interested to see Will Hughes. But um, it may take a little while. I think he's the only one of the new signings that hasn't really stepped on the field of play, isn't he? So yeah. apart from goalkeepers, which which might be a little bit disappointing for him. But he's, he's definitely a, a Premier League proven backup. So, yeah, I, I think any of those, but definitely um, sloppy. Uh, would be my first choice. <laughs> you can call him whatever you want. You can call him. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. It just doesn't sound right, though, does it? Sloppy. Like we're asking him to play and we're calling him sloppy. But yeah. <laughs> He's a bit sloppy. No, <laughs> you can call him whatever, you know, whatever you want. Maybe Jeff. Just call him Jeff. <laughs> um, now, I mean, he is. Um, I mean, yeah, he could he could arguably be pushing for a starting spot anyway and has been very good off the bench this season. But uh, I suspect he will be the one that comes in. I'm glad you've brought up Eze, actually, because we do have a question about him from Matt. And I say that he's Matt with an at symbol. I guess that's still Matt, isn't it? Um, who has said, um, where does Eze fit into the team? Does he go centrally or out wide? Who would have to give way for his return? I guess Grace, you know, and I think Troy is absolutely right. And you can see with the way that Vieira has been with Elise that he is someone who likes to sort of drip feed players into the team. So I don't think we will see Eze straight come back in and there will be sort of bits here and there. But where does Eze fit in for you in, into the team? Is it centrally or is it part of the front three? Where does he go? I don't know. And again, this is another, another nice problem to have that we've not had in previous years of how do you fit Eze, Elise, Edouard, Benteke, Ayu, how do you fit them all in? And it, it is a nice problem to have, but I don't envy Vieira and the headaches that he, he undoubtedly has about these. Um, but we've seen 
uh, toward last season, obviously before Eze's injury, sort of him played in both options and he's proven that he's capable of doing both. Um, so I think it's probably going to be a case of seeing how how the whole team fits around which position he plays in. Um, and perhaps I know, for example, we've seen um, in England v San Marino last night where Alexander-Arnold doesn't always necessarily play in his preferred position, but where Southgate perceives that he fits best within the team. So it could be a similar similar situation here. And and like Troy said earlier, with Eze's attitude, you just know that he's going to 100% push and he'll be fantastic wherever he is. But I think um, Vieira's approach of being cautious with Elise and him has, has to be right. They're both still so young. Um, and do do need that protecting, especially with the the injuries they've come back from. But um, I can't wait to see Eze back on the pitch. I'm so gutted when he got injured just before that the Arsenal the game Arsenal last game, season, yeah. which was the one that's like, oh, the tickets going to see Eze. Lockdowns <laughs> done, and then it was like, oh no. But it, it'll be worth the wait eventually. Oh, definitely. And I can't. I think. Can you imagine the uh, the buzz around the stadium when Eze takes the pitch? Is going to be fantastic with the full Selhurst. Um, Jack, uh, Grace is right there about the system. Actually, the, the system has been so good for Vieira once he sort of got onto it. I guess in game two or game three, when he really settled on his system, it has been so good. It is actually a way of fitting your players into that system rather than changing anything too drastically for incoming players. Yeah, I think so. I think the the system needs to be respected first and foremost, given how well it's working, um, and you'd expect all players given that it's you know, a positive place at the moment, to fully appreciate that. I get that players that aren't perhaps starting games will definitely want to be starting games, but equally, that the system needs to be respected and the job that Vieira's doing needs to be respected. And I think um, I think Edge can do a job in the front three or in the middle three. I said in previous weeks, I think he's that good a footballer um, and, and showed enough last season to indicate that he's very at home in the Premier League, um, that, that either area of the pitch will, will suit his talents. Um, but... You know, as Troy said, he's come back from a very, very difficult injury remarkably quickly. Um, but that injury will be playing on his mind, I'm sure, and, and will also have an impact on him on him physically. So perhaps the middle of the park will be a bit more testing for him. But I don't know, it's just, it's just a lovely problem to have. And I, I, I joined with Grace. I just cannot wait to see him. Um, also, he'll be wearing the number 10. Um, I can't remember the last guy to wear that, but I don't think he's around for very long. Um, <laughs> But yeah, change of number for Ebbs as well. So uh, yeah, it's uh, a fresh storm for him. Ezzy 25, no longer. Oh, shit. I mean, it was a good pun, wasn't it? It was a great the club, pun. The club are gutted. They can't yeah, use the club exactly. <laughs> all, the, all the merch line in their shop, gone. No, sorry, Ezzy 10 now. Um, as, as, soon as, as soon as they change number, apparently the, uh, the property prices in the uh, postcode did drop. Uh, so yeah. yeah. The, where uh, where is SE10? Some Greenwich or <laughs> yeah. something suddenly. Probably <laughs> Greenwich shooting up. Um, yeah, Troy, it's interesting. We do talk about, well, the last couple of years we've talked about this pla- Hodgson's plan B or lack of and how steadfast he stuck to, t- stuck to stuff. I've got a question here from Crispin Chapel. Hi, Crispin. One of our better named listeners. He said, um, in your pre-season chats with the fans of New York City and Nice, both suggested the weak link was uh, Vieira's lack of a plan B. I think we've seen some great plan Bs, Cs, and so on, and maybe one poor one. How does and how does the label assess his team's strategies so far? Troy, I feel like uh, Crispin's fired about four different questions at you. Yeah, there. I was going to say um, that. What, so, what one do you want me to answer? <laughs> <laughs> um, the fact that actually Vieira does have seem to have options, not just staff-wise or player-wise, but actually system-wise. I think you know the massive. I think he learned from what he did as he tried to see out the Arsenal game. 
Um, very much so. And he learned that, obviously, in, in a massive fixture against Man City, regardless of, you know, whether they were down to 10 or not. It's almost still a risk, isn't it, to go for it against Man City because of the way they will exploit you and, and those gaps. Um, so he learned from the Arsenal game. I do think he's changing that game, contributed to Arsenal, Arsenal's equaliser. But the good thing is that he's reviewed that and wasn't going to make the same mistake again in, in, in a, a very, very big fixture. And I think that's the mark of a manager and, and his staff, to be totally honest, who, who look at what they did, said it, it didn't work, it wasn't the right fit. Let's go for this one against the champions, by the way. And it paid dividends straight away, you know. So there has to be a balance, though, in regards to, listen, he may pull off someone again and go to five at the back because it may be the right thing to do. But I think the most important thing here is trusting the manager and, and what he does. So trusting that he's going to make the right decision based on what they see. I know as fans, we, we feel that we can manage and we feel that we can criticise whenever we want. Um, but ultimately, you know, he hasn't made done many things wrong at the moment has he and if he stays consistent um to his his principles and beliefs because the premier league will question those by the way everything's good at the moment but the mm -hmm. premier league will question those principles and if he stays as, as good to his beliefs then listen i'm enjoying watching crystal palace um i'm enjoying the fact that he has transitioned so easily and smoothly i don't care about the other supporters by the way I don't care, you know, when he was at our place. That doesn't matter. What is he doing now in the present? And that's the most important thing. Yeah, I mean, you say everyone thinks they're manager. I, I did take Oxford District Sunday League to the <laughs> from the fourth division to the third division as player manager in two thousand eight. I'm just, I'm just putting it out there. Like, I'm just, was that you know, a football manager though? That was real, actually, real life for once. <laughs> real life. Um, <laughs> we did get relegated straight away. I think next season. Um, but you, you are right about the trust. I think Vieira actually very quickly has earned the trust of the Palace fans. You know, eleven games in, and that doesn't happen very often, especially a manager with not as much experience as you know as he had coming in. So that is very interesting, and I think very true. And I think a lot of people, even with this MacArthur injury, I think most Palace fans are still quite relaxed about whatever he will do next, um, because he's proven so far that. Uh, he can make the changes and he, and he does have them available. So I was speaking of changes. It's time for us to have a little change now. Uh, let's take a break. Uh, when we come back, winners and losers. It's time to get your checking account to zero with free checking from PenFed. That's zero ATM fees, zero balance requirements, and zero time spent waiting for your paycheck to direct deposit because you can receive it up to two days early. Open your account with just $25 and see how big zero can be. Apply online today at penfed.org slash free checking. Early direct deposit eligibility may vary between pay periods and timing of payers funding. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. It's time to get your checking account to zero with free checking from PenFed. That's zero ATM fees, zero balance requirements, and zero time spent waiting for your paycheck to direct deposit because you can receive it up to two days early. Open your account with just $25 and see how big zero can be. Apply online today at PenFed.org slash free checking. Early direct deposit eligibility may vary between pay periods and timing of payers' funding. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. Welcome back to part two of the Five Year Plan podcast. Hey. 
It's uh, sponsored. It's a bit delayed, that, isn't it? Rather delayed. <laughs> that we'll blame it on the Zoom. Blame it on the, <laughs> blame it on the Zoom, uh, as Michael Jackson famously sang. Um, so we are sponsored this week by Eternity Home Finance. Uh, to take advantage of record low interest rates on your mortgage, email info at Eternity Home Finance and quote the code FYP for a free consultation. Uh, right, we're going to do winners and losers. Normally, it's for our patrons only, but as it's an international break, this is going to be for everybody. So if you're uh, listening and you're not a patron, but you, you do like the sound of this feature... Uh, do join our patron at patreon.com forward slash FYP podcast. And you can get this every week uh, on the uh, on the main pod, as well as obviously all the perks uh, that patrons get as well, like post-match pods, etc. Um, we've got a debutante on Winners and Losers this week, Mr. Troy Townsend. Troy, would you like to come? Would you like me to go to you first for your winner? No, no, no. Let, 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 <laughs> let's bring everyone else in first, just so I know what lines we're going on. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, let's go to Jack then. I think he's the most experienced in Winners and Losers so far. Uh, who's your winner? Uh, my winner is Conor Gallagher. Um, yeah. I know he's not ours, but he is, he's currently ours, um, and he's playing brilliantly. And, uh, you know, I know he was name-checked by Southgate when he named the squad uh, a few weeks ago, which was great and a real, you know, uh, touch on, on, on how well uh, Connor's playing at the moment. But to then to get the call-up, and again, I know there are injuries and it made sense with San Marino, whatever you want to say. But he's made such an impact in the first 10 games this season um, that he's played for Palace that he fully warranted his England jersey last night. It wasn't, it wasn't token. He was next in line to, for, for a call-up. And I, you know, I think it's, uh, it's a nod to the start that he's made, but also the Palace have made that, you know, a key cog in, in, our, in our team this season was wearing an England shirt last night. And, you know, I'll say it again, he's Chelsea's player and, you know, all, all the credit goes to them for his development. But it's, it's at Crystal Palace where he's demonstrating the skills that Southgate's noted that he could play at international level, if you want to call last night international level, I think it's probably fair to say that, that probably the, the, one of the kinder introductions to international football. But I thought he put himself around the pitch as we would expect him to do. You know, he, he asked for the ball every time it was it was on offer, um, and his runs into the final third I think led to the red card uh, for a San Marino player. And he also had two good opportunities. His balls into the box were, were decent, um, so it wouldn't surprise me that even when the wrath of names return after the uh, after the new year for the first international call-up in, uh, uh, I think it's February, I think Connor's name will still be on the list, albeit he's still a very important part of the under-21s, and I know the development through the, the age groups is very important, and, and probably why someone like Mark Gay is probably going to spend more time in the 21s as their captain than, than um, other players might. But, yeah, very, very pleased for him to get the call-up, and, um, yeah, a, a nod for the start that Palace have made as well as the start that, that Connor's made. I was watching last night trying to work out, could I play for San Marino? Uh, and I don't want to bring up the Austin District thing again, but, you know, there is a track record there. So I, I, I suspect not. I think even though it's 10, I think the quality still is a bit higher than the Red Hill and District Division 4. Um, but who knows? Um, quick quiz for all of you. Uh, who was the last Palace player to play for England? Yeah, I'm, I'm going to defer to my, uh, my other guest. <laughs> There's been a lot about this gentleman on the, on the podcast. Hang on, was it, was it, hang on, was it, was it my son? I can't remember whether it was my son. Was it mine? <laughs> was it your son, Grace? I can't remember. It's just, just some lad, I can't even remember his name, to be totally honest, but I'm sure he wore the red and blue um, on a number of occasions. Tea? Yeah, it, it, it's something similar to mine, I think, and my last name. Yeah, yeah, that's the one. Yes. Uh, what was the game? Spain. I don't, it was November Spain. 2016, I think. Spain um, came on a sub. Never appeared again. Really? 
Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. But he was yeah. that was that was the last uh contracted player to play for England playing for Palace and Ross. Oh, is we, that what we're calling it now? Last contracted <laughs> player. <laughs> 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 yeah. We're getting we have to go into specifics. Um there was another player uh, about a year later who was uncontracted, a big hint, also on loan from Chelsea. Yeah, lost his cheek, played at the World Cup. That fella, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. We've done, Palace have done a hell of a lot to to escalate the the qualities of Chelsea players, <laughs> yeah. haven't they? <laughs> yeah, we have. We, uh, <laughs> yeah, we basically are their academy. <laughs> Change our name to the Chelsea Academy. Um, we had a lot of questions about Gallagher here, uh, Grace, and we've been over this the last couple of weeks. And people saying, "Are we going to get to sign him?" Etc. A lot of people, including Son A, Jed Dai, Matt. Son Norton, all saying, who do we need to pl- replace Gallagher with? Which I think is, uh, obviously, clearly they are glass-half-empty people uh, when it comes to the end of his um, loan. I, I, I don't know if we're really in a, I think, I think at the moment, we're not really in a place to even think about that, are we? Like, Gallagher is here. As Jack says, he's not ours. But I, I almost see it as, like, Gallagher at the moment as sort of like a, a holiday relationship. Like, just... <laughs> Like a summer, summer, just enjoy it. Enjoy it it while it lasts. You don't know what's going to happen. You might see them when they get back to England. You might not. Just enjoy the month in Marbella and (laughs) see what happens. Month? (laughs) Whatever. Week. I don't know. I've been on holiday for a long time, Jack. I have not been on holiday for an exceedingly long time. Um, But yeah, I mean, also Chrissy Boy here, Chrissy Boy 73 says, with Gallagher getting called up, do our chances of signing him virtually diminish? I think, Grace, do we, do we just enjoy him for the time being? And we answer those questions next summer, surely. Exactly. I mean, just just enjoy what we've got, um, make the most of it. And maybe maybe he won't be here next season, like Loftus-Cheek didn't come back. But that doesn't change the fact that the contribution they made while they are here is what really matters. And who knows, maybe he will enjoy his time so much and see what it's done for him that he might consider it but if he doesn't then that's fine too we'll just appreciate him for all that he's done and given to the club during this period and move on and see which Chelsea midfielder we get on the next season <laughs> exactly yeah we'll maybe Billy about, Gilmore yeah we'll be raving about Billy Gilmore <laughs> next season after we've fallen in love with another Chelsea loanee um can, can, can I just say can I just say there JD that yeah. Grace put that so well that sounded like she's ended several holiday romances <laughs> that was said with the oh, etiquette and the class. You think so lonely on me. <laughs> no, I think so highly of you. That's what I'm saying. I'd walk away from that thinking that was that was beautifully dealt with. Yeah, well, it's, so it's that, not them, it's one, me. It's not me, it's Yeah, them. that one where you said, I wish I didn't go on holiday now. <laughs> I'm yeah. going to Marbella again. <laughs> no regrets, Troy. No regrets, no mate. Regrets. No regrets. No regrets. That sounds more like it. That's come from Jack's experience there. I think there's more there to... <laughs> can yeah. I'm not, I, I'm not can a bitter man. Well, um... We could have got him last year. Mm. We should have got mm-hmm. him last year. You know, and, and I don't know, maybe... I know there may be some descendants that say, oh, Roy wouldn't have used him properly anyway. But the way he's impressed so far... You know, we chose to, to obviously, to, to get Michi again. And I, yeah. I didn't think that was ever going to work, to be honest. Two loans, mm. I'm not quite sure. But we could have got him last year and probably should have gone all out to have got him last year. Um, you know, experiencing tough times. Maybe he could have been the difference last year as well, you know, playing more with Eze um, and the other lads. So it, it's great to see him. He's, he's got so much freedom about him. And I think he, his enthusiasm pulls everyone around him to be just as enthusiastic. And I think he's been responsible for MacArthur the way that he's playing as well, to be totally honest. So 
Listen, I, I must admit, I've got to be honest, I switched over last night because the, the, the Italy-Northern Ireland game was, was really drawing me, you know, because I actually had visions of 10-0. I, I, I text my daughter at seven minutes in when she told me Maguire had scored and put 10-0. I just put 10-0. It, it, it just had the hallmarks of 10-0, didn't it? Yeah. It's, it's boring international football, and that's not England's fault, by the way. It's just boring. No. So I switched over, watched the Italians, hoping that Northern Ireland were going to nick one late, and they messed up. So, yeah, it wasn't a really good night anyway to watch football, was it? Um, they did all right, though, because they forced Italy into a playoffs, didn't they? I think. They did, yeah. Yeah, they there did. you go. Um, here's someone who's very, very positive. So, J- JD, yeah. just, just to kind of, again, reaffirm that that was a compliment to Grace uh, before uh, complaints. <laughs> like do do you know, now, do you know what my yeah. job is, Jack? <laughs> what, no, it is. I'm a lawyer. No. <laughs> oh my god! I'm not a lawyer. Listen, I'm fine. No, listen, no, Jack. I better no, sit no up straight as well. Listen. <laughs> 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 but what Grace said really, really kind of round time. I think I think Dom said it a few. Like, god, I sweat. Is it <laughs> um, but it, it kind of touched on what what Dom Fifield said a few weeks ago. If Conor Gallagher has as good a season with us as he seems to be having, and hopefully he, he does to the end of the season. That's the risk of the loan market. But think of where that form is going to take Palace come the end of the season. Um, if, if he was available on a permanent transfer come the end of the season, you'd have to suspect he's probably had a relatively underwhelming season with us for Chelsea to make that call on him come next May. So it's the risk of the loan market. We are all falling in love with him, rightly so, because he's, he's absolutely blinding. Um, but, I, you know, just put out again, just enjoy it because he really could be something special for us this season that I think we're going to talk about for years. Well, Nothing else you say matters on this pod now, Jack. You do know that, don't you? I'm done. <laughs> I, I presume I'm now being muted. <laughs> uh, Me, lawyers. Lawyers in this pod. I'm telling you, JD. <laughs> we always have, it, it's the law. We have to have one lawyer each episode. That's just, that's just what. That's I'm just, this uh, week's quota. <laughs> that's the rule. Um, look, someone else who's also looking positive towards the end of the season is David Kent. Um, who Hello, says, David. Hi, David. He says, what are the rules for loan players in the FA Cup ties? How about we get Chelsea in the final? Can Gallagher play for us? David, calm down. <laughs> let's, just, let's just see what happens. Um, although I like your positivity. Um, what are we doing? Oh, winners and losers. Oh, right. Okay, Grace, winner. I've completely forgotten what part we're on. Um, my winner this week, so obviously no Palace, so I went a bit, well, not that rogue, but I've gone for Scotland um, on the basis of how, how well they've done, really. Their 2-0 win over Denmark, um, who have been pretty solid recently, is um, Scotland's sixth win on the bounce, I think, and puts them in the um, playoff semis uh, for the World Cup, which is a great achievement. Um, so yeah, just my um, my dad is well. I, he says Scottish. I say selectively Scottish, depending <laughs> on how well they're doing. Um, but yeah, it's nice. <laughs> oh yeah, Rob Sutherland. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, nice, nice to see them doing well. Always good to have good, strong competition against sort of of all all the home nations. Um, and yeah, it's nice to it'll be nice to have someone a bit different in the World Cup if they get there. Speaking as someone who is selectively Irish, uh, I agree with that because Ireland are currently probably the worst team they've ever had in their history of <laughs> football. They are absolutely terrible. Uh, a long way from the mid-90s when uh, well, they got loads of English players in. J- JD, uh, just to touch on Scotland's performance, uh, a stellar performance from future Palace legend Billy Gilmore last night as well. So, you know, all, all good. 
20, yeah, looking good for 2022. Um, Kay Adams, the Kay Adams goal was very good as well. He is, uh, he's hitting yeah. some form, isn't he? A very good player. Um, right, Troy, <laughs> we have built this up long enough. Here we go. Who is your winner for winners and losers this weekend? Well, this no, week? because Jack's nicked him and we can't talk about him again, <laughs> can we? So I'm now f- very quickly trying to scuttle through some international results because Grace has just mentioned international football as well. And I, 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 right, I tell you what, I tell you what, I tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to tell you what I'm going to do because I have Scottish in me as well. So, like, let me just put my hand up for that. Um, but I'm going to say Wales, if that's okay. Yeah. Um, and and their performances and a goal by Ben Davis, um, Welsh central defender who I didn't know scored for the very first time for his country. Um, so it's nice for for other Welshmen to take the plaudits away from Gareth Bale, who turned up for 45 minutes and then was taken off, although he's not <laughs> performed since August the 28th, I'm reliably informed. Um, so it's nice to see a really good all-rounded performance from Wales. And um, there's just something about the Welsh and their fan base, very much like the Scottish and their fan base, that really attracts me to, to watching them. I'm not saying the game's exciting, but the fan base brings excitement that I think the players respond to. Um, and that's nothing against Wales, by the way, uh, Scotland, by the way, because I thought they were brilliant. So a very rushed, just because I quickly looked at some results, <laughs> Wales and identified Ben Davis in that. Love it. On the ball. That's, uh, that's the FIP podcast. Um, I don't normally do one, but can I do uh, for winners? Can I do a shout out to um, Palace Women? Because we mentioned last week they were playing against Charlton in quite a big clash, having beaten Durham, who were top of the table. Uh, they won 3-2. Uh, Millie Farrow got a brace. I watched it on FA Player, which is a really good website, by the way. You can watch all the women's football from the top division in the championship. Uh, it was an excellent game. They were excellent. Millie Farrow scored twice, uh, both well-taken goals. And they're up to fourth in the table, leapfrogging Charlton as a result. And um, they're on a run, I think, same as Palace, six unbeaten now, six or seven unbeaten. So it's excellent to see the, uh, the women's team and the men's team both doing so well. So it's a very, very good time to be a Crystal Palace fan um, at the moment. And I will Did say... Did I not see well, the under-18s, JD, beat Chelsea? Was it this weekend or was it last weekend? The under-18s beat Chelsea, which is always good. Yeah, <laughs> always good. Are you frantically looking through your... I haven't researched that one. <laughs> no, I'm sure I saw it. I'm sure I saw it at the weekend. I do like to keep connected with the club. And, and if it wasn't this weekend, it was last weekend. I'm absolutely certain of it. Well, they are. I mean, they are. The academy side is doing very well. There was four academy players. I think who played for the England for the under eighteens. Yeah, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. The goalkeeper, Joe captain, captain as well. Captain, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Um, very good indeed. Um, right. Let's go on to losers. And, and again, I do need to rename this because losers sounds very harsh. So I guess not winners. We'll call it winners, not winners. Um, not who's your not winner, Jack? Then for this week. Uh, just before I do that, a very quick nod in in touch of the uh, the, the Wales uh, comment from, from Troy there. Uh, happy retirement to Joe Ledley, who uh, yeah. has announced his retirement for football yeah. this week. Um, I that's think why I very... did that, Jack. Yeah, <laughs> thanks for the, thanks for the link, mate. I think my people, my, my people spoke to your people, and it, it really worked out really nicely. Well, my dad um, spoke to your dad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, uh, he he passed the message on. Um, but yeah, I think Joe Ledley uh, has a has a relatively unheralded role in Palace's. Uh, Stabilising as a, as a Premier League club, yeah. I think we bought him for peanuts um, in the first season, and I thought it was a really good signing at the time. And he proved that for, I would say, at least uh, maybe three seasons of of really week in week out solid Premier League performances. And uh, perhaps when the club was transitioning from uh, Championship to Premier League, 
I think he he upped the standards in terms of output on the pitch and uh, you know formed one part of Mick uh, Mick Jedley, one of my favourite yeah. Palace trios with uh, yeah. with Mile and Macca in the middle of the park. So yeah, uh, happy retirement to him, and um, I think there won't be many Palace fans who who won't wish him that because uh, he 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 did as I say had a had a very important role at an important time for the club. I've really struggled with loser this week. I mean, I guess just touching on Connor. Maybe Palace are the loser this weekend because you know <laughs> international it. recognition probably makes it that much more difficult <laughs> to negotiate a permanent contract at the end of the season. But as I said, who even knew if a, a, an option for a permanent deal was was ever on the table or will will be on the table? So yeah, I guess my my uh, my loser might be yeah Palace in in relation to the chances of signing Conor Gallagher because uh, international recognition probably just maybe add a couple more million onto the price tag. You need that context. Context is very important there. Um, yeah. Grace, who's your, who's your not winner? I'm a bit rogue, um, but bear with me. I've gone for Dean Smith's wife um, <laughs> because obviously he uh, lost his position at Villa and fairly swiftly has been reappointed at Norwich. But in the meantime, I heard that they'd gone to New York, probably thought, oh, great, we can have a holiday, we can have a break. <laughs> and then while they were in New York, off goes his phone and now it's, we're moving to Norfolk. So that's why I've gone down that route because I just thought it was... I, I just noticed how quickly he'd been reappointed yeah. and I'm reliably informed by my um, my boyfriend, I don't know where he gets his sources from, that apparently it's the, the sort of second quickest firing and Is it really? in the Premier League after, I think it was someone at West Brom about 20 years ago. Oh, wow. Um, oh, wow. Can't recall who he said. So, yeah. Um, yeah, so that's my slightly... <laughs> slightly... Uh, off the beaten track. That's a good one. Loser. I like it. I don't think Dean Smith's wife has ever been mentioned on this podcast before. So that is. If, she, if she's listening, here we are. But there's a point here where you leave the work phone at home, isn't there? Yeah. Yes. You're going on a break. Leave the work phone yeah. at home. Yeah. 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 And he's, I saw a stat on Twitter. He's going to be the first manager in Premier League history to manage uh, back-to-back games against the same opposition for two different teams. Oh, that's oh, wow. really? Yeah, so which I think it was it was Southampton the previous Southampton, game, so they must yeah. be playing Saints. And no, then Southampton. Saints. Okay, interesting. There we go. Uh, Troy, who's your not losing? Right. Again, I haven't really, <laughs> I haven't really got one. But listen, bear with me. Bear with me. Bear with me on this one. It's Harry Maguire. Okay. But just bear with me, right? Forget, forget the goals. Forget the goals. He scored two goals in international football, which should never be sniffed at. Okay. And forget the 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 previous light results. Just focus on the celebration. <laughs> That's it for me. That's it. I, I don't know what. Well, listen, as far as I'm concerned, like you just go back, start again, and try and get another goal, right? Particularly as it, uh, the opposition. But the celebration with the ears. And I know Roy Keane went to town on him, and I do love Roy Keane when he goes to town. And that I just felt with the period that he had. Although I can see the other side of it because it was almost a release of of. Of energy as well, wasn't it? But I'm just going to pluck the celebration out and say, Harry, please don't do that again. That's all I'm going to say. What I loved about that was afterwards, he was like, but it wasn't about critics or anything like that. No, it wasn't pointed at anyone. You literally pointed in your ears. Like, <laughs> Who was it about that? Dean Smith's wife? I mean, come on. Like, he, obviously well, was... he actually criticised We're all, we're all talking about her. We're all talking about <laughs> yeah, her. Exactly, so, you know. exactly. I mean, he actually criticised himself. He was being critical of himself at times as well. So was that to himself? I Maybe. don't know. Self-referential. Yeah. <laughs> this is why we love the international break, because it does make us discuss things we'd never talk about on the podcast. Um, that I think that is one of our best winners and losers 
features on this pod. So thank you very much. Um, if you've enjoyed that, you can hear that every week um, at our patron, patreon.com forward slash FYP podcast. So please do sign up. Um, right. After the break, more questions. Hi, Phil Swift here for new Flex Super Glue. What's truly amazing is that our Flex Super Glue is so strong that just one drop virtually welds itself to the surface and can lift over three tons. Forget those old Super Glues, get the one that's new Flex Super Glue. Go to flexsealproducts.com forward slash three ton lift to learn more about how one drop lifted three tons. For demonstration purposes only. It's time to get your checking account to zero with free checking from PenFed. That's zero ATM fees, zero balance requirements, and zero time spent waiting for your paycheck to direct deposit because you can receive it up to two days early. Open your account with just $25 and see how big zero can be. Apply online today at penfed.org slash free checking. Early direct deposit eligibility may vary between pay periods and timing of payers' funding. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. Welcome back to the Five Year Plan Podcast. Yay! Pod four oh four. Oh, I like that. That's a new, new little jingle. We'll <laughs> clip that up. Um, pod four oh four question special. Uh, sponsored this week by Eternity Home Finance. To take advantage of record low interest rates on your mortgage, email info at eternityhomefinance.com and quote the code FYP for a free consultation. The Cafe E Peter Furo, Cafe Peter Furo, don't know where that is, but. Hello. Um, will you be asking any questions on this question special? Yes, we already have. Well done. So thank you for that. Uh, for that. <laughs> for that. Uh, that's my thought, isn't it? Um, what should we ask a question about? We've got loads left. I'll pick a few. Oh, here's one, actually. From Edward Ware. Hello, Edward. As in W-A-R-E. He's not, oh, I'm not, like, not sure where he is. Um, and he says, um, is Selhurst... <laughs> terrible. Is Selhurst Park actually a difficult place for waysides now? It's always felt like something pundits lazily assumed without checking if our home record is any good. Uh, Grace, it, 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 I actually cl- uh, titled this one Fortress Selhurst. Fortress Selhurst is actually starting to come back a bit this season. Yeah, it does seem to have made a, a bit of a comeback, which is nice. It feels like we haven't seen it since... Was it the season we got promoted where we lost three on the bounce and then sort of you just away sides came to us and yeah. knew that they weren't going to get anything? And sort of with Pulis, we had it. And then over the years, um, it was still referred to, but most of us, particularly season ticket holders, realised that it didn't really have the same <laughs> meaning that it yeah. once did. Um, but yeah, it feels like we're a tough place to come to. I mean, the atmosphere is as electric as it's ever been at the minute, which I think always plays a part. Um, and yeah, you only had to look at the last game against Wolves, who had been playing so well, and to see how they, they set up against us. Um, and how, I, I mean, I know the game was tight, but ultimately, despite what their manager says, we were on top for all of it. Um, and got the win. So I think, yeah, we're sort of earning earning that title back um and yeah I think who's our next home it's filler isn't it at home our next next home game so I think they'll be they'll be worrying about it as well and it's it's nice to know that yeah people come to us fear, fearing it they're definitely something has returned and and I guess 
You've got so many factors. The squad's been freshened up. We're back in the st- stadium after a year and a half away. There's so many elements to why the atmosphere has come back. But it really has. And, and the last few games, it's been almost electric. Could that be, Jack? I'm going to add in another question from Richard Jeffries. And in fact, Hello, quite Richard. a few people, hi Richard, have said similar sort of things. Um, he said, how close is the current squad to being the best ever? Um, what would your take on, on that be? And is that another reason why you know, this atmosphere inside the ground has become even more electric? Oh, yeah, I mean, we're, we're clearly riding a really good wave at the moment, um, which is um, really pleasing. And I, I, I won't answer that about the best squad we've ever had. I'll refer to Mark Bright, who was interviewed on TalkSport a few weeks ago, and he actually said he thinks this is the best Palace squad um, that, that we've ever had, including the one that he was obviously part of in the late 80s, 90s, um, which you know culminated in finishing third in the first division. So that's quite a comment from him. And I think in terms of quality... Um, over the last nine seasons, I think, you know, across the squad, we probably are the strongest we've been for for that period. And, and a lot of that has to do with, with the investment that was, was made over the summer. Um, and we touched on earlier about the uh, the squad depth in relation to Macca's injury. Probably a, a good example of, of, of the greater degree of confidence in, in the squad at the moment. So, yeah, I think that probably is a factor. Um, but I think, yeah, it's, it's one of many reasons. I, I think there's a lot of fondness for just being back in the place. Um, uh, you know, the whole of life seems to be a little bit more stable than it has been for much of the last two years, mm-hmm. which is, uh, you know, a contributing factor too. So, yeah, I think it's it's a good time to be a Palace fan, uh, for sure. Um, and uh, again, we're a bit like in relation to, to Conor Gallagher. Let's just enjoy it because we, yeah. we've seen enough over the last... Um, however many years you've been supporting Palace know that the good times don't always last so let's enjoy this hopefully the good times will be lasting you know for, for a prolonged period um, but it is certainly a good place to be and uh, you know you, you finish the last home match and you are looking for your next visit to Selhurst and, and that's a really good place to be as, as any football fan Absolutely although Troy I think we should caveat that by saying that obviously things can change quickly in the Premier League and this is a young squad as well I, yeah. I don't actually know if it's the best squad ever I think it has the potential to be but it's a young squad that is going to need time to develop and a young manager as well so these things don't happen overnight and if I could just chuck in another question for you as well yeah. talking about a particular partnership this question comes from Big Al Palace fantastic name hello Big Al, <laughs> Big Al. Um, he says how excited are you lot with the way we're playing I'm enjoying the football so much I know Gallagher is getting a lot of plays but our defence especially Gehi Anderson the best centre back pairing since Young and Thorne which is high praise indeed and in fact I think that there were some stats uh, that I saw on Twitter that our XGC which is expected goals conceded for anyone that isn't Andy Street um, is the second best in, in the league at the moment I've second owner to Chelsea I believe so that <laughs> defence has been a huge improvement and those two in particular and again they're young but they do look like they could be possibly our best ever centre-back pairing Right, can we throw out the XG stuff uh, is that okay <laughs> whether we're second or not Just, Sorry. Yeah. Um, no um, I've got to be honest here and I'm not being disrespectful to Crystal Palace at all I thought there would have been bigger takers for Anderson I know mm. he was rumoured for Spurs um, there was a lot of rumours about Spurs, and obviously they're, they're going through transition anyway. Um, but I, I actually thought, because of his quality and, and watching him last season, um, his quality, that I thought there may have been some takers who, you know, higher up the league, who needed centre-halves. Um, so the fact that Palace pulled off that signing, um, tremendous credit first and foremost. So he obviously was presented with the vision. Mm. Um, you know, and that vision wasn't to do what Fulham did last year. That vision was actually, no, 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 we're going to go for this, you know, and we're going to present people around you that, that are quite exciting and you've got to do your job, but you'll also contribute. Because I love the way that he carries the ball and sprays the ball. 
I mean, he sprays the ball. I don't think it will get a recognition, and I know that few have gone out of play, but he sprays the ball really well. But the instant partnership he's got with... Is it... Can I say it properly? Is it Gay? yeah? Is that Gahey, yeah. Yeah, yeah. The instant that they've got, and they, they, they're balanced, and I think that's the first thing that catches the eye. They're really balanced. Um, they're so comfortable on the ball, um, and I think they provide the confidence. But let's... We talk about that defence... And I'm well aware that Joel Ward is having an outstanding season. Yes, yeah. Outstanding season. And I always felt that he was a little bit of where people used to target. When anything was going wrong, well, it must be Joel Ward. He's the weak link. Well, have a look at him now. Um, outstanding. And obviously, shout out to, to Tyreek Mitchell as well, whose development has been unbelievable. Um, and quite rightly, I saw some stats the other day where he'd made the most tackles yeah. that transition into something mm. else. But whatever that is... Um, <laughs> But yeah, amazing. And then, and then, obviously, the keeper, who we all knew was a good keeper as well. It takes more than just two players to make that defence look as sound as it does, and, and the two full backs. So all credit for the way, and that is a transition because traditionally, since we've been at Palace, I was going to say I, but I didn't play. I would have loved to have played, but um, the centre halves have been experienced centre halves, haven't they? You know, we're yeah. getting the experience in to to play at the back, to dominate, to show all of their kind of expertise in dealing with situations. And, and I actually thought that Saka and Tompkins was a really good partnership. Mm. Um, the only problem is they were always injured. You know, one was injured, the other one was injured. And, and yeah, we never really developed in probably the manner that the club would have wanted to. But these two, you know, long-term contracts, how exciting is that? And um, if you did pay for Palace, Troy, and I know you used to be a striker, we know exactly what your celebration or lack of <laughs> would be. The little handshake, turn around, get back centre circle, crack on. Do you know what? Can I share a story? Do you mind? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's an embarrassing one. I remember playing. I was up front. I was a forward. I remember playing and I thought to myself, I haven't got a celebration. I need a celebration. <laughs> so I was only young and I chipped the goalkeeper and immediately turned away and did this big fist pump thing, right? But no one celebrated with me. I think to myself, what? Do they not appreciate that? I've just scored a welding. <laughs> So as I turned my back, a defender had run back and obviously cleared it off the line. <laughs> and I'm there giving it all of that with the big, yeah, get in. And he cleared it off the line. So, yeah, that's that's me anyway. So, yes, and I wouldn't have a celebration at all. <laughs> now we know. See, we're bearing down. Now we know why you don't celebrate. Yeah, this is, this is making more sense now. Um, right, guys, we are going to move on to uh, part four in a minute. So I want to... Teddy, one... I, have, I, have, I have one question <laughs> yeah. for, for, for Troy. For Troy. Um, is Andros looking forward to coming back to Selhurst, or does a footballer not really look beyond the, the, the famous cliche? Do they not look beyond the the kind of next game? I know Everton have got a, a few big fixtures between now and yeah. the start of December, but is, yeah. is, the, is the return to Selhurst on his mind at all? I would say so. Um, it plays on my mind, so I think it would play on his a little bit because he never got the chance to say goodbye. Yeah. You know, and I've got to be honest, that game, so I, I was at Arsenal. I would never have thought that that would have been his last appearance, well, last home appearance for for Palace, you know, in front of the fans. And, and obviously there weren't many that night. It was a great fixture. Didn't deserve to lose. We were on the pitch at the end. You know, it's the last home game of the season. We're taking pictures with his with his children, etc. And it all just seemed, you know, we'll see you next season kind of thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I think it will be because I think it's an opportunity, one, Obviously, he's got to focus on being an Everton player, but one, to say thank you to the fans. And, and I think in the same breath, the fans to say no, thank no. you for his contributions for the last five 100%. years. So, yeah, um, I'm looking forward to it. 
Please don't I'm, abuse me, though. That's all. I'm, just don't have a go at me. If you see me, don't have a go at me. As long as, as, long as if Everton's score, you're not doing a massive fist <laughs> pump. No, because what, what will have happened, JD, is um, Andrew would have chipped into the tente and Joe Ward would have gone around the other end and knocked off the line. Um, I thought we agreed on a 1-1. One, one. Yeah, I thought we agreed on a 1-1, one, one, yeah. Um, I think uh, he'll get a fantastic reception from Palace fans I think and that'll probably continue I think for the rest of his career to be totally honest I think some players sort of stick in the Palace fans hearts and I think Andros will always be always be one of those players Um, appreciate that really quick question here and I want a one word answer no explanation and I'm definitely dropping you guys in it here Uh, from Schrodinger's (laughs) Cap who's frequently becoming one of our best named listeners Uh, I'm going to go Grace Jack Troy here we go. One word answer. Simply says, Europe, dare we dream. Oh, I knew that was the question. Maybe. I knew that was the question. <laughs> I'll sit on the fence like a lawyer. Yeah. <laughs> Spoken like a true lawyer. Spoken like a true lawyer. Uh, Jack? Yes. Like it. Troy? I'm going to say yes as well. <laughs> Yeah, Sorry. I like it. Cut out, I'm going to say yes. <laughs> I'll, I'll clip it down just to the yeah. yes. Um, yeah. I'm going to say yes as well. Why not? Why not? Um, and on that positive bombshell, uh, we'll take a quick break. And when we come back, we'll preview the game against Burnley. Um, it's pod 404 sponsored this week by eternity home finance to take advantage of record low interest rates on your mortgage email info at eternityhomefinance.com and quote the code fyp for a free consultation it's time for us to preview uh palace's game against burnley at the weekend because domestic football is returning uh here's a question from total tech soccer camps Hello, Total Tech. I wonder, wonder what they do for a living. Um, and it simply says, Burnley away, step one, defending corner kicks, Jack. So it's a fair comment. You know, one of their biggest threats comes from the set pieces with the likes of Chris Wood and uh, the centre-halves of Big, Tarkovsky and, um, and Ben Mee. So, yeah, that, that is definitely an element we'll, we'll need to be on top of. You know, we had a, a little bit of... Fragility regarding our defence of, of set pieces uh, so far this season. So you'd imagine, you know, Shaw Dyche and Co are probably thinking about uh, about that. But yeah, they, I mean, they do pose a threat. Chris Wood is is a good Premier League striker. I think he's one away from 50 Premier League goals, which you know we lauded Will for quite recently. Um, and it's it's that's a you know a, a major milestone for any Premier League footballer. Um, uh, typical Palace if if he was to get it against us. Um, so, uh, yeah, they do pose a threat, but I think we go there on the back of some really good form. Um, and, and all I hope is it is better than our performance there last season, which I seem to recall was uh, the kind of this time last year, lockdown, Monday night, five o'clock kickoff, and we didn't really turn up. We conceded an early one and never really looked like getting back in the game. Um, so hopefully it's, a, it's better than that because we don't have the worst record there. Um, so, yeah, I think it's it's um, it's a good chance for us to keep up the momentum, uh, which is always difficult with, when it's been interrupted by an international break. But yeah, they'll they'll pose their threats, but we'll certainly pose ours too. Um, Grace, I'm looking at their results actually, and 
they've done quite well recently. I think they had a slow start to the season, but they're unbeaten in three. Uh, good, good result against Brentford. Obviously got that late draw at Stamford Bridge as well. So they'll probably be feeling quite confident. We're expecting, obviously, that Schluppi may start instead of Macca. And in fact, actually, Schluppi has quite a good record at Turf Moor. I think he's scored a couple of goals for us there recently. But as I'm sort of any game this season, I just feel very relaxed and confident going into games. And you know that even if Palace do have a slow start and concede a goal, there is something in Vieira and this team that they will sort of come back and keep coming, especially second half anyway. So do you share that? Do you feel relaxed as well? Well, as relaxed as I can ever feel being a Palace fan. <laughs> the natural born pessimism that I inherited. Um, but yeah, no, I, I do feel sort of different going there to how we maybe did in the past, knowing that there is more of a plan B, plan C, and that if it doesn't work out, um, we, we've got enough sort of tools, tools in our back pocket for Vieira to whip out and change change the system while still acknowledging that obviously Burnley didn't have a great start to the season at all but have have really picked up in the last few games and we know that over the years Dyche has been there that he makes them a pretty well-oiled machine sort of don't don't concede many don't score a huge amount either but they're pretty resolute which is why perhaps maybe their start to the season was a bit a bit surprising um but yeah they seem to have found found their feet a bit more now like Jack said um, Chris Wood's always a threat. I think Vidra has been scoring some recently as well. And um, they've got the new boys at Cornet. I think they signed mm, the Ivory yeah, Coast. That well. who's, who's starting to look really good now. So, um, yeah, I mean, yeah, tough place to go, but confident that we can we can do do what we've been doing. And Troy, you've already seen a win against Burnley this season with a, with a belter from Andros. So just same again, it'd be lovely, wouldn't it? <laughs> You know, I, you know, I don't know. With Burnley, particularly when we were with Palace, I always felt they were one of those funny teams where you could never quite predict, no matter what you, what you were doing coming into the fixture, you could never quite predict what we, we would get. And we were never good against them at home, mm. although we had some really good performances away from home, some performances where we actually took them apart, which was un-Burnley-like as such. But that cornet gives them an unpredictability, I think, that... Um, you, you kind of worry about as such because they're a very predictable team. You know, they're going to smash it down the middle, wood, bits and all that kind of stuff. And I think he now provides something a little bit different. But it's one of those where you weather the, you know what the storm's going to be. Yeah. It's going to be big balls into the box. It's going to be playing off a of set pieces. It's going to be out muscling the person you're against. And I think when you can start to be very intricate in between their back line, I think that's where we'll find joy. So... I'm actually, I've said, I'm not, I, you never can predict, but I'm actually confident going into here that the style that Palace have now will find those kind of gaps that they had when they when they had some, a couple of big wins in the last few years. And I'm predicting a, a, a very good result. Oh, I love that. Oh, I, I am, yeah. And you're right, actually, because the setup at the moment, finding that space in between the lines is exactly how Palace have been successful this season. So, exactly. Um, yeah, fingers crossed. To, ah, what, what a great part to end the pod on what a lovely positive place to end the pod on um so yeah guys that's the end of our international break pod um troy thank you so much for coming back on it's been an absolute joy having you back on no it's been amazing it's been amazing i hope everyone um enjoys the crystal palace that they have now because it certainly is an exciting one top man and you'll come on again at some point uh, throughout oh, the season of course without doubt i'll get more flack don't worry about that don't worry about <laughs> my celebrations and everything don't worry about that i'm up for that <laughs> Uh, it's always so good to have you on um, Grace great to have you back on you'll be on again in a few weeks I think 
Thank you. Yeah, if, if you'll have me back. Yeah, that'd oh, be great. Of course. I promise to bring more anecdotes of Dean Smith's wife where possible. <laughs> you said, yeah, you've, 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 you've pigeonholed yourself weirdly Set now. the bar as well <laughs> now, isn't she? So, yeah, uh, we'll, be, we'll be expecting that. And uh, Jack, great to have you on. Thanks, JJ. I'll, I'll be bringing legal support next time. So, uh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> uh, and thank you to everyone for listening. Thank you to our patrons, of course, for supporting us. Patreon.com forward slash FYP podcast. Uh, we hope you enjoyed our international break pod. We'll be back next week uh, reviewing that Burnley game and patrons will get a post-match pod, of course, uh, on the way back from Turf Moor from Rob and Chelsea. But until then, enjoy the rest of your week. Take care and we'll see you again soon. Goodbye. Bye. Podcast Network.